Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the final hour of power here on this Wednesday night edition of Overtime. It's the youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham will take you up to 10 o'clock before we hand things over to the JR Sport Brief. Want to continue to talk all things burgundy and gold on the heels of yesterday's big-time activity at the trade deadline. We'll reset it here for you. Washington, in my opinion, in a much better place moving forward after yesterday's moves. They unload Montez Sweat to the Chicago Bears for a second-round pick. They unload Chase Young to the Niners for a compensatory third. That deal actually just got finalized uh, within the last half hour. So you see Washington uh, coming out and showing their respects via Twitter. I know people were losing their minds. They Oh, they, they showed love to Montez Sweat, but not Chase Young. To break all of this down for us is our pal Brad Spielberg over at PFF. Make sure you give him an old follow on the Twitter app at PFF underscore Brad, he's part of their research and development team. He's a salary cap analyst for PFF. Brad, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm good. You kind of you must feel vindicated right now. You've been putting out <laughs> these cryptic <laughs> tweets about the Chicago Bears going out and getting a pass rusher for the past week and a half, two weeks. What ultimately went into Chicago's decision to trade for Montez Sweat? And then what do you know about the market that was out there for Mr. Sweat? Yeah, so, you know, it obviously sometimes can look a little bit weird for a 2-6 and six team to be buyers at the deadline, sending a second-round pick, like you said, and probably, you know, a pick that falls in the range of 35 to 40, so not just any second-round pick. But I think the way they view it is, look, you have two first-rounders that probably both end up in the top 10, including Carolinas and their own, and you look at this draft class, I do like some players in the class, but I'm not really using a top 10 pick on either edge rusher. And maybe a guy would have fallen to the second round. But I think in their mind, they're saying, all right, we might be getting a, a, a new franchise quarterback. We're probably getting a, you know, a franchise wide receiver, ideally, maybe a tackle, whatever. But we're going to focus on offense. And we still want to add a, a foundational defensive player. Yeah. Um, and in their mind, that ended up being Montez Sweat. So you talk about, you know, who other teams involved. Atlanta, I think it's kind of gotten out now at this point. You know, his hometown Atlanta team, there's connections there as well. Kyle Smith, a longtime personnel guy in Mm -hmm. Washington, is now in Atlanta. I'm sure that was a factor there as well. (laughs) Um, And I know San Francisco, yeah, I know San Francisco, at least in the beginning, was also interested. And obviously they pivoted to the other Washington pass rusher. Speaking of the other Washington pass rusher, Brad, I I was kind of disappointed to hear some of the things come out here uh, in the past 24 hours about Chase Young and them viewing it as an addition by subtraction. 
just from the national perspective around the NFL, what was the concern with Chase more about the medical or about who he is uh, as a football player moving forward? Yeah, I didn't totally get that either. I mean, there are a couple snaps that randomly will pop up on tape where you can tell he's trying to, maybe he leaves his gap or loses contain on the edge because he's trying to make an explosive play. I mean, every player does that to a degree. And also, you know, back in his rookie year, he's one of the best run defenders in the entire NFL. Um, And, of course, he still is remarkably productive so far. This season, finally healthy now, playing good ball. It's always tough when a guy has a, you know, devastating injury like that. And my understanding is that was the bigger concern. There were were a couple teams that did check in here. I'm actually not 100% sure how it works with getting medicals for someone else's player, but um, I do know a couple teams basically, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe they just kind of get the report from that team or whatever the case may be. Um, I do know a couple teams that were calling on him, you know, interested in him, and once they got the full medical report or whatever it is, they were not as comfortable making a move, which is why I think you saw, you know, a contender give a compensatory third. Um, You know, I, I get why commanders fans to be upset, but, you know, the injury probably is scary if he's not on long-term plans. And if you're paying two defensive linemen $40 million a year already, the worst thing you could do is not go out and immediately get value. If I'm a Commanders fan, I'm encouraged by the last 24 hours. I think you got to be, man, especially with the return that you got from Montez Sweat. You get four solid seasons out of him without really having to open up and break the bank for him. And then the pick that you get in return, it's very similar to what you drafted to get him in the first place. So I think just all around good, smart personnel management on all fronts yesterday with the Washington Commanders. Brad, we've gotten some insight here over the past 24 hours or so about how the power structure now is working in Washington. And it seems like, you know, the Josh Harris group and uh, Eugene Shen, the analytics guru that he brought in, they were very uh, instrumental uh, in what happened yesterday. In terms of the future of the Washington Commanders, you mentioned it, it's very bright. When you look at the resources that they have this offseason, do you think it will be Ron Rivera getting to use those resources, or do you think it'll be another coach? I don't. Um, you know, I, I think Ron does deserve a lot of accolade and credit for for the tail end of the Dan Snyder, you know, regime. Basically keeping the credibility of this organization, you know, at least to a degree. Like, I feel bad for the guy. He's also, you know, battling with, you know, his own personal issues throughout the tenure. And clearly, you know, I'm sure the locker room loves him. I'm sure people in the building are very grateful and appreciative of his time. I would imagine he's not back next year, but you never know. I mean, you let him bring in a new offensive coordinator and Eric Bieniemy. I think there have been a lot of positive returns there. Yeah. So maybe he's back, but I, I would lean towards, look, new owners often come in and do some pretty, you know, kind of groundbreaking things. We saw that in the past, you know, like you said, yesterday, uh, you bring in Eugene Chen to be the SVP of analytics or whatever the title is there. He's been in several other buildings before. And you just, Harris also isn't a random owner. I mean, he's a guy that oversaw the hashtag trust the process in Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm sure he's asked Daryl Morey his opinion kind of on what to do, you know, at a macro level and starting from the ground floor. And there have been, has been a lot of positive with Sam Howell, including this past week against Philadelphia. But I'm sure he is saying, look, if I decide by the end of this season, I want to make the biggest move there is in sports and, and get a new franchise quarterback. I now have the ammo to go do that and can maybe attract a bunch of, you know, high-level coaching candidates yeah. to come and say, hey, you get your guy, you get a bunch of extra picks, good luck. I think what you said there at the end is really, really important in this. This probably 
and I don't know if I'm speaking in hyperbole when I say this, Brad, when you look at the amount of cap space that they're expected to have north of $90 million, and then you have five picks in the first three rounds, do you think Washington is going to ultimately end up being the most attractive destination uh, for potential general managers and head coaches? You could make a pretty decent argument, right? I mean, because yeah. you also, while you do have a ton of financial resources, you basically sat out free agency the last two years. But you do have that pillar on the defensive line. You do have two very good young wide receivers. I know Jahan Dotson, you know, until last week hadn't been super productive, but I'm still a believer yeah. in him long term. So you say, okay, you know, we have, we have a couple of really good players, some guys that are already signed to deals, some that are on rookie contracts. And then you can come in, spend a bunch more. Like you said, five top 100 draft picks now as well. And it is, you know, historically a great franchise, a proud franchise. I know Harris obviously feels that way and keeps saying that over and over again. And so to some coaches that are in their 40s and 50s, they probably do, you know, harken back to those days and remember those times. So, yeah, I, I think it, it will be one of, you know, the most attractive jobs, if not the most, no question. We're joined right now on the BetQL guest hotline by our pal Brad Spielberger, the salary cap analyst for Pro Football Focus. Make sure you give him a follow on the Twitter app at PFF underscore Brad. When you take a look at the upcoming free agent class that's getting ready to be here uh, coming up in the spring, we obviously don't know what's going to happen in terms of the, the use of the franchise tag, but what do you think on paper is projected to be the strongest position group or the richest position group coming up in the spring in terms of free agency. Yeah, it's kind of pretty funny. And maybe this was their calculus. And then, like you said, the tag is always going to be a factor mm-hmm. here, but edge defender, yeah. uh, you know, at least compared <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, but Hey, all jokes aside, maybe they did say that and say, Hey, look, if right. we don't keep our guys and give them these massive contracts, maybe we go, you know, look for some cheaper mid tier options. You're talking like maybe Daniil Hunter makes it out of Minnesota. Still a very productive player. Yeah, he's a bit older, but also, you know, Montez Sweat was 27 in his fifth year. He's not exactly he's not exactly super young. Um, you know, so, so that is one spot. There's other guys like a Bryce Huff of the New York Jets who has not had a, you know, extension conversations in New York. There's a bunch. I mean, I think Josh Allen goes back to Jacksonville. But long story short, that is one of the better positions, especially compared to, you know, what we normally get at edge rusher. You look last year, I mean, Marcus Davenport yeah. got a one-year $10 million deal, basically the biggest deal for agency. So that's a good spot. Receiver, same story. You don't know who's going to be there. But, I mean, as of right now, obviously T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, um, you know, then some second-tier options, Darnell Mooney in Chicago, et cetera. Like, there are, there are good players at a lot of those, those premium spots. Um, and, and maybe one shakes out and, and he finds his way to Washington. Brad, I wanted to ask you this. Something that I thought about yesterday as they're making these moves. Tell me if you agree with this or not. Do you think – if you're willing to give up Chase and Montez, who, let's be honest, weren't really impacting winning and losing this year, you're 31st in the NFL in points allowed, you're 29th in passing yards allowed, wouldn't it have made sense for them to deal some of their other expiring contracts like a Kendall Fuller or a Curtis Samuel or Antonio Gibson? Or maybe you get a first-round pick for Jonathan Allen based on uh, what we saw Leonard Williams fetch. Do you think they should have been more aggressive yesterday at the deadline? I'll tell you, I wouldn't be shocked if they had some of those conversations. Particularly Fuller is interesting to me because I think he's playing good football right now. He's also at a position where, you know, the the drop-off can be a little bit steeper there. I think maybe to a degree, they probably said, all right, we want to maintain, you know, some level of continuity and culture. We're building good vibes here, building good things here. Let's not, you know, fire sell every single person in the building. You know, I know obviously Jonathan Allen had the comments, you know, a lot of expletives I won't say on the (laughs) airwaves, but – 
You know, like I bet they, I bet they listened on a lot of phone calls, and I'm guessing the value just wasn't there for them. Um, whereas with you know with Montez and Chase, I think they probably were pretty you know happy with what they got. So that, that's my thinking. I'm sure they listened. I just don't know if it got to the level they wanted to, um, and they feel good enough with what they have now. One thing I'll caution fans on as well is just because the trade deadline passed, when the offseason comes, those guys are still just as tradable. Uh, so we'll see what happens then. I'll let you go on this, Brad. The question we've been asking the fans all night long here on The Fan, what does Sam Howell have to do in these final nine games to prove himself worthy of being the long-term answer a quarterback for Washington? He took a big step for me this past week. It really, for yeah. me, has the whole season been his pressure to sack rate. I mean, it was the highest in the NFL coming into that game. You know, and, and it's not to say the offensive line has not had its, its issues. It has. But, you know, just so many sacks that we credited to Sam Howell in particular. And I don't think you really can, you know, argue with, with PFF all you want. Like, watch yeah. the games. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, so, um, God, I just throw that in there, I guess. But, yeah, so, but, but you, I think you saw against a, you know, top pass rush in the entire NFL in Philadelphia – that not be an issue for almost the entirety of the game. Cause to me, like the arm talents there, the ability to throw off platform, create outside of structure, you know, take some shots downfield, like a lot of it's there. So I think you know, when I mentioned the quarterback thing earlier, it's more like just make sure you have options. You're getting draft picks in case you don't see what you want. But but yeah, if he if he brings that number down and eliminates the negatives, I, I would give him, you know, some more time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you giving me some time, Brad. We'll do it again soon. Of course. Sounds good. Thank you. That is Brad Spielberg, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. He is the salary cap analyst for Pro Football Focus. Heads up the research and development department. Always good catching up with Brad. It was interesting. We talked to Brad earlier this offseason, and I think he was way out ahead of this thing before anyone else was in terms of gauging the value that Washington was potentially going to get back in return for Montez Sweat. When I had him on this offseason, he thought he'd get something similar to the Bradley Chubb deal, but obviously Washington then declines to pick up the fifth-year option, and then the season happened, and Washington hadn't been playing very well, so maybe that value dropped a little bit. But uh, always interesting and good to get the national perspective of what's going on here locally in D.C. Uh, speaking of national perspective, our pal Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, stirring the pot a little bit earlier with a rumor about a certain head coach Maybe coming to Washington this offseason. We'll let you hear from Mike Florio next here on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
Big thank you to Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus hopping on with us in the last segment. If you missed any of that, make sure you download the always free Odyssey app and use the Odyssey Rewind feature to go back to hear my conversation uh, with the old salary cap guru, Brad Spielberger. Always good catching up with Brad. Uh, We touched on something at the early portion of that interview that I want to double down on here now. There was a report that came out earlier from... (laughs) From, from Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Now, I will say this. Uh, my, our colleague, I said our colleague. I guess I'm talking to you, <laughs> Chris, when I say that. Our colleague, J.P. Finley, uh, shut that rumor down pretty vehemently earlier. He said, checked in. This is a tweet from earlier. He said, checked in with a few people. And there's, quote, unquote, no truth to the future Belichick and Washington speculation that's been thrown around has not been discussed. I figured I'd let you all hear the conversation uh, or hear the audio that really got people talking about a potential Bill Belichick to Washington trade. It's all over Odyssey. It's it's everywhere right now. Uh, so we'll let you hear it. It's Mike Florio from earlier today talking about what's next for the Burgundy and Gold. When you're plugged into everything that's happening and you talk to a lot of different people, you hear things. And you hear certain things that make you say, whoa, hmm, that's interesting. And what I heard over the weekend from someone I know and someone I trust that made me say, whoa, that's interesting, is the possibility that the end result for the commanders is a trade with the Patriots for Bill Belichick. And it makes sense when you think about it. And it puts in a new context that leak, that strange Sunday morning splash report about Bill Belichick in the offseason signed a lucrative multi-year contract with the Patriots. It's the Patriots getting out the idea as owners throughout the league begin the process of figuring out who they want to hire next year. It's a reminder. You're not just going to be able to go hire Bill Belichick. If you want him, you got to deal with us. We have his contractual rights for multiple years. We're not going to fire him. We're going to wait for somebody to call us up and offer us something for him. We're going to get back what we gave the jets to get him. We're going to get value for this asset, even if we are done with it. So that made sense. And when you throw in yesterday's developments, one, the commanders clearly in, we're preparing for the future without our current key employees mode. And two, Josh McDaniels is available again. All the more reason to go get Bill because you can bring Josh McDaniels in as the offensive coordinator because nobody's going to hire him to be a head coach next year. The band's back together. We're off to Washington, and here we go with Belichick and McDaniels. Hell, maybe they'll bring back Matt Patricia. And off they go with the Patriot way, and hopefully if Josh Harris does it, he'll realize you got to give it a few years. That's what I heard. It's not a report, but it's definitely something that is – making its way around the grapevine that is the National Football League network of insiders and employees and coaches and others who talk about stuff. That's something they're talking about. Um, Yeah. All due respect to Mike Florio. That's a bunch of crap. And if the Josh Harris group decided that was the route they wanted to go down, you want to talk about getting off on the wrong foot with your fan base. The one thing I will say about you Commanders fans out there, and I'm a fan myself, I say it all the time, you all may be irrational at times with your emotions and things of that nature, but this isn't a dumb fan base. What do I mean by that? Why in the hell would anyone want Bill Belichick? 
Let's just call it what it is. Why would you want Bill Belichick to be the head coach of your football team? And we all know what it is. If you bring in Bill Belichick, first of all, this is what, this is how I think it happens. I think at season's end, the Patriots are going to try to remove some of Bill Belichick's authority and power on personnel decisions. Because when you look at the Patriots' draft track record <laughs> here recently, I mean, it's been awful. It's been awful. Let's just look at the first-round picks. Let's look at the first-round picks that Bill Belichick has wasted here over the past six, seven years. Let's just, let's just do it. Last year, Cole Strange, number 29 overall from Chattanooga. He ultimately turned into a pretty good player, but when they took him at number 29, everyone looked at them like they were completely off their rocker. Mac Jones, I don't think he's the starting quarterback in the National Football League. He was a first-round pick of Bill Belichick. 2019, Nikhil Harry, number 32 overall, wide receiver, Arizona State. I believe he's playing tight end now. You get my gist here? Malcolm Brown, 2015 defensive tackle from Texas. Dominique Easley, number 29 overall in 2014. The the, the Patriot way that, that Mike Florio was talking about doesn't exist, dude. Like, sorry. The Patriots record since Tom Brady left, 26 and 30. 20, well, excuse me. That's That was from an article on October 9th. We're now at November the 1st. And the Patriots have won one game in that span, I believe, against Buffalo. So you get the gist, right? They have struggled post-Brady. I'm of the belief that Belichick's success, the Patriot way, had a lot more to do with Tom Brady and having the game's best quarterback than it had to do with Bill Belichick. That's, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating that this was even brought up. I'm not a Patriot guy. I, I don't like anything that the Patriots have done post-Brady. I didn't think they made the right decision moving on from Tom Brady. Because look who looked right. They moved on from Brady because they thought he had nothing left in the tank. Then he goes on and wins the Super Bowl. So Belichick's past his prime, man. That's just my thought. So you're telling me y'all want to give up assets to go get a washed coach? I don't know. I don't know. We know. I know. I continue to tell you all. You're going to have way better options at your disposal than Bill Belichick this offseason. I hinted it with Brad, and I mean this when I say it. I think Washington is going to be the most attractive head coach general manager opening in all of the National Football League come January when this thing opens up. And we saw the Raiders clean house earlier today. I'd love if Josh Harris just fired everybody now. I'd be totally on board for that. But we all know it. You have much better options at your disposal than Bill Belichick. You've got five picks in the first three rounds, three in the top 50. You've got buku draft picks. I mean, come on. Dan in Fairfax. Dan, are you about to try to sit up here and tell me that Bill Belichick has a good track record of drafting? 
I am not about to tell you has a good okay. record at draft picks. <laughs> okay. Actually, if, if anything, you're right. He does not. But you're conveniently leaving out Christian Gonzalez, who we should have drafted over Emmanuel Forbes. He's hurt. And he got him, he got him one pick later than we got Emmanuel Forbes for. And I don't know about you, but I would much rather have Christian Gonzalez than Emmanuel Forbes. I think that's pretty straightforward. I, I give you that. I give you that. I think it was pretty clear-cut consensus that Gonzalez was the number two corner behind Witherspoon. For whatever reason, Washington thought they were smarter than the rest of the National Football League, just like they did in 2021 when they thought <laughs> Jamin Davis was better than Christian Derisaw. But, okay. Well, so, so I'm not going to exactly you You're exactly right. But I guess, I guess the question becomes, do you think that that is better than what Ron's done? Because I think it is. I think that drafting Christian Gonzalez. Okay, so, we're, so, so what you want to do? Belichick wanna, is it at least better than Ron? You want to compare? Okay, that's that's fair. You look at the last three draft classes for Ron and Bill Belichick. Whew, they're actually pretty close in terms of like impact starters. The Patriots' best draft pick over the past three years in terms of like value. It's I would probably say Christian Jack, Gonzalez, right? Jack, no, Jack Jones. Jack Jones or Marcus Jones? I mean, they got okay. corners in last year in the third and fourth round. That, well, that we play. tried to get a corner. We tried to get a corner. We tried to do the thing that teams want to do, which is zig while everyone else is zagging. The only issue is Bill ended up with the better player than Ron did. Yeah. It's tough. I will say this. As a fan, would you be open to trading for Bill Belichick? Please say that. I think I would probably trade a low round draft pick for Bill Belichick. I think it's interesting that he, that trades even exist for coaches. If we're I know, being right? honest, I think that's kind of right. weird. I think that's strange. We've seen it. We've seen it but, happen, bro. I, I appreciate the call, Dan. We saw it happen with Sean Payton. The Saints had to give up resources, or excuse me, D- Denver had to give up resources and capital to acquire his services, man. So. Let's go to Jaime and Manassas. What's going on, Jaime? I hope you're not on the team Bill Belichick train. You're smarter than that, right? Hey, that's crazy, man. <laughs> Bill Belichick, hey, he could be one of the best or the best of all time, but he starts showing the last three, four years that he's past his prime. Yes. I remember he put up a Patricia to be the offensive coordinator a couple years ago. That was last year. <laughs> last year. doing Doing crazy stuff like that. Man, uh, first of all, I don't want any coach that wants uh, to be a GM as well. I agree. I think uh, that boat that boat had sailed. We don't want that. We want a GM, and the GM is going to hire the the coach, yes. and they're going to be in sync, and they're going to be in the same in, in the same channel. But it's not going to be the other way around. It's not going to be the uh, the super powerful head coach that is going to hire his bodies to run the front office. It's not going to happen again. It cannot be that way. And, I, you know, who I would like to be the coach of this team? Gene Harbaugh, brother. Gene Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. That's interesting. When, He's somebody that seems like is going to be very available, Jaime. Hey, when he was, he was coach of the 49ers, I like he will impose his game plan. The, yes. The best offensive line, the best defensive line, he will build his, his teams inside out. I heard that he didn't talk to his brother when he lost the Super Bowl for three months. <laughs> Look, that's that the type of character I want, man. I hear that. I think the hardball thing is interesting, huh, man. I appreciate the call. That is, mm. and it's crazy because we're about to start entering that area of the season. 
Now, obviously, they got nine games left. They're going to go balls to the wall the rest of the way and try to punch their ticket to the playoffs. But when you you look at what the decisions are going to have to be made moving forward, it's November 1st. Come January 1st, I think we'll have a much clearer picture about what's going to happen. But analytics are going to be involved. And for the folks out there who think Ron Rivera is automatically gone, I don't know what to tell you on that. I'll bring up the hypothetical I used earlier. If Sam Howell plays well the final nine games of the season and proves he's the guy and they make the playoffs, how do you not let him finish year five of his five-year contract? Yared is in Arlington. What's going on, Yared? Hey, good evening, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. <clears throat> well, let me say this. Uh, for, I mean, the guy is playing good with this offensive line. It's a prime example, you know, like when they changed the center and the guard, what happened last week. So, I will say... Jared, I will say this, though, not not to cut you off. I think Sam Howell playing well last week was more based off the game plan than it was the offensive line playing night and day better. I don't think that was the case. Yeah, I was coming to that, too. So, all I'm saying is, if you give him a good offensive line, and one thing, nobody talked about it, if you bring EB back and keep him here with the same system, that's the main thing for him to improve. Yes. So, this year, we all know, I mean... One thing, you know, one thing this team doesn't do, they don't play good with the team that they're supposed to be. But when you play like Philadelphia or, you know, someone that is going to the Super Bowl, you know, it's a human nature to play better with, you know, with a better opponent. So all I'm saying is let him play this five games, but, you know, he needs to win the game he needs to win. In other words, like, you know, the Chicago game, New York game. This week is not going to be easy, but this is the game he needs to play well and show us that he needs to be the quarterback going forward for this team. Yeah, I appreciate the call as always, man. Phone lines wide open, 1-800-636-1067. Few moments left to go in the show. We'll, we'll leave the phone lines open for the rest of the program. We'll reset the question we asked at the top of the show. Nine games left to go in the season. Washington, flush with cap space, and flush with resources. They're going to have probably the most attractive head coach GM opening in the National Football League coming up this offseason. Quarterback and having an answer there would make the job that much more attractive. What does Sam Howell have to do for the remaining nine games of the season to prove himself worthy of being Washington's franchise quarterback? We'll take more of your calls on that next here on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. One final segment. Here on this Wednesday night edition of Overtime, it's the Youngest in Charge movement. Linnell Willingham will take you up to 10 before we hand things over to the JR Sport Brief Show. We'll update you on the Wiz Kids. 127 left to go in the fourth quarter. Down 12, 124 to 112. Washington going to fall to 1 and 3 on the young season and drop the first game of their, I believe it's a four game road trip to get ready to embark on. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, strong performance from him, 25 points, 6 assists, 9 rebounds, 11-21 to 21 from the field, pretty efficient. Denny Avdia, a nice night as well, 20 points on 9-15 to 15 shooting, 2-4 for four from the field, 
Five rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. You love stat sheet stuff and performances like that uh, from your young pup, Danny, fresh off the contract extension. Twitter is in a frenzy right now <laughs> about Jordan Poole and uh, the lack of defense, apparently, that he's playing right now. Can't wait to go back and watch. See how bad it actually was. But I'll say this about the Young Wizards. We knew this was going to be the case. We knew they would lose a lot of games this year. Kyle Kuzma had an excellent quote on Monday night after their loss to Boston. He said, we know we're not going to win a lot of games, but we can't lose like this. And just got flat out embarrassed on Monday. Thought the effort tonight was a heck of a lot better, and it's reflected in the score, kind of. You give up a 40-point quarter in the third. They started off well defensively, holding Atlanta to just 25 points uh, in that opening period. Defense is going to be the calling card for Washington. They want to play with a lot more pace and tempo. For the first three games of the season, they are number one in the NBA in pace. I give them that. But it's got to start on the defensive end. Atlanta's shooting 50% from the field tonight. I mean, that's that's unacceptable. They're without Daniel Gafford as well. I'll give them credit for that. Um, Washington giving up 64 points in the paint. And then the second chance points, uh, really the story for D.C., as they've given up a lot of offensive rebounds here tonight. But, yeah, that's your that's your Wizards update. We'll hit the phones one more time before we get out of here. 1-800-636-1067 is the number, the question we've been asking all night. What does Sam Howell have to do for the remaining nine games of the season to prove himself worthy of being the QB1 moving forward for the Washington Commanders? Let's go to Paul out in Gainesville. What's going on, big fella? Good evening, fellas. Uh, consistency, man. He just got to keep up the play, just like last game against Philly. Um, just not turn the ball over, not take too many sacks. Also, I believe the enemy was hired to be the coach in waiting. If not the enemy, I would look to a defensive side. I would look to Dallas, go get Dan Quinn in here to run this defense. To run, up and to, to run the off or to run the team, you mean as like the head coach? I don't think he'd leave. Head, head. I don't, you're right. Okay, Paul, I appreciate uh, the call as always. I don't think yes, he'd sir. make a lateral move though, in terms of Dan Quinn. That's interesting because I know a lot of folks really interested in you know Dan Quinn services this off season, and he turned down interviews and ultimately decided to stay in Dallas. But that could be something to monitor. I think he's the head coach in waiting in Dallas. <laughs> When Fred Flintstone eventually gets canned, but we'll see. Dallas playing good football here. They got a big game Sunday against the Eagles. I, I don't. I don't know though, man. I, I honestly don't know. I thought a caller earlier tonight brought up a really good point in terms of what the thought process is internally right now for Washington. He brought up EB being the coach and waiting for Ron Rivera. If we can, one more time, Chris, Diana Rossini earlier today shut down really any rumor of Washington making a coaching change in season. I've been adamant about this. I don't agree with it, but take a listen to Diana one more time. I don't see an in-season change. I don't. I, I, I think if there would, if there were to be one, and I don't know of any, mm-hmm. I don't have anything like on the record mm-hmm. uh, or even – sourced information right now that ownership is planning on moving on. Um, 
you know, from Rivera. But but, but I, I'm with you in terms of new ownership likes to spend a lot of money and likes to bring in their own people, which is why I do think the commanders will be active in free agency. I think they're going to make some moves. And I could see this happening. Um, now, look, I don't know what kind of conversations they're having in the building in terms of Ron's direction and what they've made of his coaching this past season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you guys have, have been around it. You've heard a million reports. Ron is always one of those coaches that everybody really likes. Mm-hmm. But we both know when it comes down to it, it it's got he, he's got to win playoff games. And it just hasn't happened with him, uh, you know, being the head coach at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's fair. I get it. Who's that we got this week in the NFL? 3 o'clock a.m. Eastern time this morning. The Las Vegas Raiders deciding to part ways with Josh McDaniels, deciding to part ways with their general manager as well as the offensive coordinator. They benched Jimmy Garoppolo. Aiden O'Connell set to get the start on Sunday. I said it at the top of the show. They are now talking about the Vegas Raiders. They're now in front of you. They're now in front of you in terms of the process and getting a jump on finding your next head coach, getting a jump on finding your next lead executive. Now, I understand the Josh Harris group probably is doing their due diligence, right? They are going to um, let them finish out the season and potentially allow themselves to earn year five of that deal. But I'd I'd be doing this if I was Josh Harris. I understand Ron's probably not the guy no more. As soon as Washington falls out of playoff contention, which honestly could be a little while because of the state of the NFC, as soon as they were officially eliminated, I'd show Ron the door, hand him his pink slip, and I would give Eric Bieniemy the rest of the season to prove himself worthy of being a head coach. Because if this offense continues to make strides throughout the rest of the season, how do you let him go? How are you okay with letting him out of your building? especially if the new regime determines, you know what? I like this Sam Howell guy here. Like a caller said it earlier. If Sam Howell is actually going to be the guy moving forward, no chance in hell you let Eric Bieniemy go. Now, the only path to keeping him may be to promote him and elevate him to head coach. Now, that would be an entirely different scenario. And I guess, what's the old adage? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. I, I just, I don't know. It's a lot of... Here we go again for the fifth time tonight. It's a multi-layered situation uh, between now and January for the Washington Commanders. A lot, a lot of uh, moving parts that we'll see in the next nine weeks. I'll continue to say it. The next nine weeks is about can Sam Howe prove himself worthy of being this team's franchise quarterback? That's it. That's all. I don't care if they make the playoffs. That doesn't matter to me at this point. It's about whether or not Sam Howell proves himself worthy of being a franchise quarterback. And based off what folks are saying nationally, seems like there's a pretty good chance uh, Sam Howell is the guy. But as we all know about the quarterback position in the National Football League as a whole, it's a week-by-week business. He looked great last week against Philadelphia. Much, much stronger and stiffer test this weekend as they travel to Foxborough to take on Bill Belichick and the Patriots, who are struggling, I might add. But I'll give the record out one more time. Bill Belichick, 22-6 and 
against first-year starters at the quarterback position. Can Sam Howell fare better than the rest of the victims uh, that are in Bill Belichick's graveyard? That's going to do it, though, here for this Wednesday night edition of Overtime. You can keep the conversation going with me on Twitter. It is at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Not with you tomorrow night on Overtime. I'll be with Chris Russell tomorrow afternoon, 1-4, to over on our sister station, the Team 980. The JR Sport Brief is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 